The way we can change the future for menstruators is by beginning to change our experience of menstruation ourselves. And it starts with you. It doesn't start with buying the the best menstrual pad or the best menstrual underwear. It starts with you. You're listening to the Well Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's menstrual cycle educator, natural fertility coach, and daytime mermaid. This is a place where we discuss all things periods, poo, ovulation, fertility, and sex. Join me weekly as we rediscover our menstrual cycles, unlock its superpowers, and guide you back into your cyclical nature. Welcome to episode 230 of the Well Woman podcast. You are in for a solo episode. It's been a few weeks since we've had a solo episode and something that's been coming up in my radar a lot lately, especially after running my four-day in-person events, which are a little bit woohoo, people have reached out and said, wow, Gemma, you're so much more woohoo than I thought you were. And yes, I do have an inner witch and live a bit of a witchy life. And so this is what made me think about recording a solo episode about the spiritual practices and the spiritual aspect of menstruation and the menstrual cycle as a whole and how you can actually do that. This is something I myself have been living and doing for a number of years now. And as I progressively move through my own menstrual experiences, I continue to dive deeper and deeper and deeper into awakening different aspects spiritually and energetically with my cycle. So I thought, let's talk about what that actually is, and then also how we can bring in some of these practices into our life if we are really new to learning about this. And we're like, I'd like to be a little bit woohoo with my cycle, but I'm a beginner. How do I start that? So let's talk about the the four phases of the cycle and the cycle itself first, and then let's explore how we can really start to hone into making this a really beautiful spiritual aspect. So I'm going to kick it off with a story. One of the ways I really started to amplify my own spiritual aspect with my own cycle was actually after I had my termination from an unplanned pregnancy back in 2020. So we're going back like three years now. And this particular experience became quite a link of spiritualism with my cycle because I started working with my shaman who I work with regularly anyway, but I started to work with her specifically about healing post-termination, which is another question I get a lot about from people on my Instagram DMs and in my emails who listen to this show. So maybe we'll do that another episode. But for today, I really wanted to just discuss that that was the beginning phase of me connecting very much spiritually and journeying with my menstrual cycle. And so as I was welcoming each new bleed after my termination, which was a a medical surgical termination, I started to have a deeper honoring of my bleed. Now, up until this point, I'd always honored my bleed. I'd returned my blood back to the earth. I'd painted my face with my blood. I had, you know, done womb casting as in pouring my menstrual blood over my belly and letting it dry on my belly in the sun. So I'd done a few of these other things already, but when it came to me really journeying with my body, it was deeper about journeying into the womb. So what does that actually look like? Well, we can do this slightly differently at all different times of our life, but also all different times of our menstrual cycle. Now, one of the most important, I'm going to go on a few rants and tangents on this show. And if you are listening and you're a student of cyclical school or you're a graduate, you know that I tend to go on a few rants here and there. But when we talk about 
our reclaiming and our rite of passage and connecting with our menstrual cycle, this actually all begins at our very first bleed, our initiation of our bleed. Technically, this is our second rite of passage. Our first rite of passage is actually birth and being birthed and welcomed into this world. But let's just hone in on Menarche, our first menstrual experience. Now, this is a pinnacle point where we can have a huge spiritualism aspect put onto our menstrual cycle and learn about this from a very young age. Now, if you're anything like me, that did not happen. (laughs) Um, It did not happen. I barely knew what my menstrual cycle was. I basically knew to not get pregnant if I had sex by just using a condom. And I started menstruating and freaking out a little bit, but I'm going to share that story in a separate episode coming up. So stay tuned for that in a few weeks. So This particular rite of passage in this first initiation is the beginning of our blood rites. Our blood rites are our initiations through menstruation and through the womb, transitioning and transforming as we move from one cycle phase of our life to another cycle phase. So there's multiple ways we can actually look at the spiritualism of menstruation. We can look at the particular time of menstruation in our lives and what that represents. We can look at the life essences of ourselves. So, for example, at this time in my life, I'm in my maiden era. Currently, I'm in my mother era, which is between 25 and 50 and so forth and so forth. So we have four different phases of our life cycles. We have 13 different menstrual cycle transitions. And then we also have four different phases of our menstrual cycle. Now, It might be something new or a new concept for you now, but all of these things happen to coincide and interconnect and overlap in many, many beautiful ways. And connecting with that energetic and spiritual aspect of ourselves can help really women and menstruators reclaim their menstruation or reclaim their cycles. Now, as my beautiful teacher of mentor and friend Jane would say, that this is the the work that the earth needs and the women who do this work are the women that the earth needs now. And I invite you to feel into what that actually feels like as I say that. What does it feel like to be the women or the woman that the earth needs? What does that bring up for you in your body? So when we talk about the spiritual aspects of the menstrual cycle, one of the first things we can actually do, and it's so, so simple, and it doesn't feel spiritual, but it's just to track your cycle. Now, there's different ways you can do that. As you know, I always recommend using a written tracker. I'll just say that again, a written tracker. There's a free download on my website. You can go to access that and video series on how to use it as a written tracker and how you can transform your cycle and your body knowledge like that. But Doing that with a written tracker and connecting with your cycle, you can actually start to bring in the spiritual aspect of your cycle by connecting with the energy and the essence that you feel each day of your cycle. So whilst this is a beginning phase, right, for spiritual connection, is that whilst we're beginning to connect with each phase of our cycle and each day of our cycle, most people just go, well, I'm on day five today and it feels like this physically, or maybe it feels nutritionally like this, but what about the energy What is the essence and the energy? And if you were to connect deeply with your womb, what is the message the womb is asking of you right now? So these are ways we can start to welcome in a bit of a spiritual practice. And so something I encourage as a foundation for awakening spiritual practices with your menstruation and your menstrual cycle as a whole is to track and connect with the energy of your womb. Now, one of the best questions, and write this down or write it in the notes on your phone if you're listening whilst you're going for a walk or something, 
is asking yourself the question, well, what is my womb communicating to me right now? What is my womb communicating to me right now? So if you have cramping whilst you're menstruating, what is my womb communicating through this cramping? What is it asking for me to listen to? What is it asking to be heard by? These are really good questions to start delving into the messages of the body. So this is one way we can access and um, and ac- really tap into our spiritual aspect of our menstrual cycle. Now, by doing this, we can also start to let go of old patterns. And so one of the best ways we can let go of old patterns is tracking, connecting, and feeling in and honoring. Now, if you're anything like me, one of the hardest things I struggled with adapting to and shifting in my own menstrual cycle was resting and honoring my menstrual time. You know, we live in a very toxic patriarchal world at the moment. It's like anything you can do, I could do menstruating and let's push on and let's keep doing it. And I can wear tight white clothes whilst I go horse riding and I can hike the highest mountain whilst I'm menstruating. I can do it all. But the question is, do we have to do it all? Is there a chance that we can actually taper and shift that perspective and experience for us? And so this is where we start to let go of old style patterns, old patterns that are outdated and beliefs that are actually potentially no longer serving you. When we start to let go of these types of patterns and these paradigms that have been living with us for a really long time, we start to connect deeper within ourselves. By connecting deeper within ourselves, we connect deeper with the inner feminine, which can help us connect with the collective feminine, the feminine all around us. So whilst we're really tapping into cycle tracking and connecting with our body on a daily basis, one of the easiest things we can do is explore, well, is this thought challenging me? The question about like, okay, I'm experiencing heavy cramps right now, or I've got really challenging, heavy menstruation, ask your womb the question, what is the message in this? What is she communicating to you? Knowing that the womb is the life force and the creatrix of your body and life itself. What is she communicating? And so asking these questions and posing them to yourself actually really brings forward a bit of a a shift, a change of paradigm. And so this is where we start to really explore letting go of things that are no longer serving us. What can we let go of that's actually not supporting us anymore? So on top of that, the next really simple way that we can connect with the spiritual realm and aspect of our menstrual cycle is connecting with the energy and the essence of the moon. Now, this might seem a little bit of the beginning of the woohoo for you all, but everything on planet Earth is really revolved around the moon itself. So if you think about that, our food cycle and the way that food grows in its natural state is connected with the moon. We have different foods that grow at different times of the year, and that connects them not with just the moon cycle. It also connects them with the seasonal cycle of the year too. Then on top of that, we can look at how the moon shifts and connects with the fluids on earth. And that is our oceans. Sometimes it's also our seas or our riverways, our estuaries that lead into the ocean. And knowing that the earth is like roughly 75 to 80% water, our bodies as women are like 65 to 80% water too. We can start to see a connection that the fluids within us, menstrual fluids, cervical mucus, like the ocean can be connected to and activated 
by the pull of the energetic force of the moon. Today's episode is brought to you by my signature membership program, the Well Women Academy. Would you love to discover your own menstrual cycle, live with natural fertility and contraception, understand ovulation, master menstruation, and live cyclically? Well, I've got an answer for all of your questions. The Menstrual Cycle Membership is here. The Well Women Academy is a monthly membership where together we study things like the cycle, cycle tracking, cycle rituals, natural contraception, the feminine, eating and moving through your cycle, and lots more. Yep, it's the number one place to discover how to end your cycle signs, live in tune with your cycle for good. For less than $2 a day each month, you'll access over 180 live self-paced educational classes and cyclical specific learning modules across a wide range of formats like written, audio, video, and a guided home study. Not to mention every membership gives back with a menstrual cup to menstruators in need, thanks to our commitment with the COVA project. Join me and women from all over the world inside our private Facebook community and online learning portal as together we awaken our cycles, reconnect with our bodies, and you become guided to live more cyclically. Use the code word podcast to receive 50% off your first month. To learn more and join us, head to wellsome.com forward slash academy. So one of the really simple ways, and it's really fantastic, is to connect with the moon cycle around your menstrual cycle. When I teach this in cyclical school, I actually teach this around, it's like introducing the moons as one of the second and third stages of menstrual cycle tracking. I encourage this because I feel like the most important step for menstrual cycle tracking to begin with is just connecting with your body. Before we make this an an external experience, connecting with things outside of our body, let's start internally. Let's connect with the things within our body first. So when we've done that for a few cycles, minimum three to six cycles connecting with yourself, the next step and stage is connecting with the bigger realms of the world. And let's talk about the moon. So one way we can do that is looking and honoring at when is the full moon and when is the new moon. These are really two peak pinnacle points of the moon cycle. They work in us allowing and connecting with the fullness of illumination and creativity and pregnancy, you could say, abundance. And then we have the new moon, which follows the dark moon. So it's the transition between dark to new, which is the transition between death to rebirth, And connecting with this transition is another really easy way we can connect with the spiritual aspect of the menstrual cycle. Now, when you start this journey, you might be thinking, oh, geez, Gemma, this doesn't feel spiritual at all. It's just the moon. It's in the sky. But I encourage you to connect with, with, what if I set some intentions around these moons? What would that mean if I was to set an intention around these moons? And what could that look like? So when we look at the full moon, We can look at the full moon and illumination and bringing out, well, what am I birthing into the world right now? What am I shining light on? What am I illuminating in my life right now? Then when we look at our dark moon time, this is when the the moon is at its darkest peak in the sky before the new moon occurs. This is what am I letting go of? What do I need to let go of and release to create more space in my life? What is no longer serving me? It doesn't have to be a relationship (laughs) or uh, a thing. I'm letting go of my wardrobe. It could literally be, I'm letting go of the habit of, you know, being over consistent, or I'm letting go of the habit of not resting when I'm menstruating. 
versus the new moon and the spiritual aspect of welcoming in the new. So when the new moon turns over, we can look at, well, what am I calling in in this next moon cycle? Knowing that our moon cycle is 29 and a half day longs, half days long, what am I calling in to welcome in the new? And so using our moons is a really fantastic way that we can add in to sacred practice of menstruation. Now let's talk about blood rites. Now, when we explore blood rites, we can explore the fact that we do have multiple rites of passages and that our body and our menstruation is a blood rite every single cycle. And so it's really important for us to not ignore our, you know, symptoms or signs, I like to call them, and the messages the body is giving you. So the way we can start looking at our own blood rites and our own mysteries of the womb, mysteries of the blood, and reclaiming that is to to no longer judge the body or no longer label the body. Instead, let's stop ignoring and band-aiding challenges that we accept as normal and let's start to be more investigative let's start to be more challenging of what that message means or of what that imbalance is representing or what are my physical needs right now what are my emotional needs right now often these these messages from the body are big door knocks on your front door like as a wake up call if you've ever had a health experience where you've been, as an example, push, push, pushing in your life, and then all of a sudden you hit burnout, it's a big wake-up call about creating more balance and harmony and equanimity in your life itself. So when we begin looking at blood rites and the mysteries of the blood, we start connecting with the messages and the symptoms and the imbalances that are appearing and we no longer ignore them, we start tuning in. You can also do that with cycle tracking. But when we're doing this through our menstruation, one of the first first things we can do to help celebrate the spiritual aspect of menstruation is connecting with our blood, connecting with our menstruation itself. Now, if I was teaching in a, in a room of people in person, I'd say, put your hand up if you've ever connected with your blood or you've felt your blood or you've poured your blood over your hand you know, out of your menstrual cup before. And this is a starting phase is get to know your blood. Now, this sounds a little bit comical, but just like kids pick their boogers and then look at them and feel them in their fingers. I'm talking about kids here. There are some adults who do that too, but kids is imagine if you applied the same um, exploration and the same inquisitiveness to menstruation. What if we started to connect with actually exploring, well, what does that feel like? What does that texture look like in my hand? What does it look like as I pour it over my body? And so my first encouraging guide when it comes to connecting with your blood for menstruation is to capture your blood. That's the first step. So regardless of what product you use, you can, there are ways you can capture your blood. You can capture your blood in menstrual underwear and strain and rinse your menstrual underwear into a jar or a glass or a bowl and then feel the blood through the water. You can also feel it on the menstrual underwear if you have the ability to do that and it hasn't fully been absorbed by the menstrual underwear. You can pour it from a menstrual cup if you use a menstrual cup. Now, if you use tampons, you can actually soak your tampon in a little bit of water. So maybe popping it in a glass jar, soaking it in water, and letting the the blood soothe out of the tampon into the water and feeling it that way. But getting connected with your menstrual blood 
is a birthright. A lot of us see this blood as dirty, but these are old tales that are no longer accepted. You know, we're starting to change and shift the perspective of what's dirty and what's actually empowering and rich and a great resource, which is our menstrual blood. Now, if you think about it, babies' umbilical cords are so rich in stem cells. They're like extremely rich in stem cells. And if that's possible in that aspect of the womb, what's possible in our menstrual blood, in a healthy bleed, what is actually possible? And so connecting with your blood is a really beautiful thing to do. So there's some ways you can do that. The next thing is utilizing your blood. You could cast a spell or a wish or a ritual with your blood. One of the ways that you can actually do this is giving your menstrual blood back to the earth with a prayer. This is quite a simple thing to do. If you live in an apartment, you don't have a garden, you can put this in a plant. If you don't have a plant, buy an indoor plant and care for it with your menstrual blood, caring for it with some water during your cycle and menstruation during your menstrual bleed. Um, But giving your blood back to the earth is like returning the rich essence of creation back to the soil of the creation, back to Gaia, Mother Earth. So this is a really great starting place of utilizing your menstrual blood in a beautiful ritual. Some people do a burning ceremony where they light a candle and they pray with their menstrual blood before they give it back to the earth. Some people like to paint their body in their menstrual blood. This honoring of your menstruation could be Just if you're new to this, you might be in the shower, pouring it over your belly whilst you're in the shower. It might be taking a bath in your menstrual blood with a beautiful pool of water and rose petals and lavender and bath salts. It might be painting your face in a blood mask, knowing that our menstrual blood, when it's a healthy menstruation, you know, we're talking like a velvet red, like a rose red that's ultimately clot free and looks very vibrant is that painting your, your face and that covers yourself with beautiful, beautiful stem cells. And I, I love talking to my bestie about this Amber because, you know, her partner is like, Oh, yep. The girls are in the bathroom again, doing their blood masks. It's just, you know, quite a natural thing for us. And if you're new to this and you're like, oh, I'm not sure I want to do that, let's start with doing a drishti point. So the drishti point, if you're watching this on YouTube, is between your eyebrows and your forehead. It's the third eye point. And that's a really great place to place red blood there. There's a whole story about the drishti point and the redness um, with Indians um, from India, not uh, American Indians, but Indians in um, India. And how men once used to wear a red dristi to honor their menstrual women and their menstrual wives. Um, there's lots of tales around that that have different stories, but I do like that version of that story. So that's one way you could start is just by putting a little dristi point on your eye. Oh, sorry, not your eye, but like your third eye. Um, and then maybe going around and painting your face one evening every menstruation and honoring your blood to giving back to your body and serving you. Now, something that's totally woohoo that I know that some of my sisters who I sit in circle with have done before is drinking or consuming your menstrual blood. Now, this doesn't mean drinking the whole menstrual cup, for example. This might be taking a dripper and putting a drip of this in a glass of water and drinking this for restoring health and giving back to the body. So there's many different ways we can actually honor this beautiful time of our menstrual menstruation and our menstrual time, our inner winter, and applying the spiritual practices that are actually very, very simple, 
They don't seem as woohoo as what they once did, say, 10 years ago um, or even much longer. And that's because as a society, we're waking up to the rich power and the rich resource that menstruation actually is. And so I encourage you all to explore this. So knowing what we've gone through today is what does that look like for you? What are you willing to try? What are you willing to incorporate? Something that I will definitely say is as you begin to explore some of these potential spiritual aspects of your cycle is listen to your body. Your body has the answer. Listen to your dreams as you do these beautiful rituals. Maybe you start a dream journal. Maybe you listen to the wisdom of your womb. And if you have a question, which is another really great thing you can do for the spiritual aspect of menstruation, is bleed on it. I've been hearing about this for many, many years and sharing this in my teachings for many years. But if you have a really big idea and you're unsure or you don't know if making this big life changes for you or not, bleed on it. I actually is one of the first ways I created my very, very first menstrual cycle coaching program. It's a group coaching program that I ran over six weeks. And I used to bleed. I bled on this for four months, literally four cycles until I was like, okay, it feels like the right thing. I feel like I've got the right flow of this of this particular program now before I'd even thought about sharing it or birthing it in the world. So when it comes to your inner wisdom, start to listen at the messages that are coming in, listening to the signs and the subtle messages that the body is always sharing with you. And honoring that, I think this is the next thing, is actually honoring that and starting to really make way with all of that. So when it comes to each of the four phases, I wanted to share some of the things we can do within each of the four phases of our menstrual cycle as well. So when we're menstruating, one of the best ways we can honor this time, which is a a beautiful sacred art anyway, is creating some form of like red tent or red cave or menstrual cave for yourself. Now, this doesn't have to be a physical thing. It might just be a a, a space of your mind, or it might be a way that you um, transform your room, your bedroom. So let's just say you start to put on red sheets on your bed. I always teach to encourage using a red towel when you're menstruating, but starting to change some of these things to make, you know, the traditional red tent that we've once lived with many moons ago, whereas today we live in homes and houses with walls and windows and doors, is that how can we create our own inner red tent in our living situation? And so you can do this by like having a special candle that you only light when you're menstruating, creating a little sacred space for you to be with, wearing particular red things, I think is a fantastic thing to do as well. So exploring this first phase of inner winter with your menstruation, I think also something that can be really good at this time is making blood prayers. And so this might be, like I mentioned, using your blood and soaking your menstrual underwear, you know, withdrawing your blood from your menstrual cup or your tampons and giving it back to the earth. But when you do that, don't forget to make a blood prayer. This is a really, really powerful, powerful tool where we get to transmute the prayer into the earth's energy. This earth energy is renewing and creative. It is the feminine plane of of the earth. And so really giving back to the earth with your blood and having a blood prayer by honoring your menstruation is something really beautiful too. 
Now, when it comes to our second phase of our cycle, our inner spring phase, remember this is all about creativity and fostering new things. And so this is a really great time for menstrual honoring to make something new for your menstruation that you could use in your next menstruation. So it might be making new bath salts so that you can have a bath with that when you're next menstruating. It might be taking a creative idea that you've got and maybe making a creative recipe and then freezing that ready to be consumed when you're menstruating. How could you use your creative energy to honor your menstruation? Now, when we come to our ovulatory time, our inner summertime, this is where we want to birth things. And we want to look at, well, what in my life right now can I literally share with others. And this might be actually sharing your menstruation stories or connecting and talking about the menstrual cycle with other people. Maybe that's what it is. Communication and community are huge in our inner summertime. This is also a really good time to finish off different types of projects. So if you're someone who likes to be creative, let's say you're you're making a new clay. I've got clay in my mind because I did some clay work with my sister on the weekend is you're making new clay bowl to honor and place and keep your menstruation in is maybe you've finished making that in your inner summertime as you wrap up your creative time at the peak of your ovulation. Then as we move into inner autumn, as we get to this pre-menstrual post-ovulatory time, this is all about preparation. So how can you prepare to honor your menstruation? So we're looking at the four phases of our cycle and how in each and every single phase, we can actually start to really become enriched by things we can do to honor our bleed time in each of the four phases based on the energy of that phase. It's a bit of a tongue twister. So this autumn time is all about getting ready. It's about preparation and preparing. This is also the harvest time of our cycle. So this is where we can start to slow down. Maybe you change some of your plans. Maybe you start making some good slow cooked meals ready to have in the fridge. Like maybe you've got a slow cooked um, chicken soup on the boil, or maybe you're making a beautiful dal kitchery ready to go. And really having these on hand ready so that when you arrive at your menstrual altar, your bleeding time, you have all the things that you need to fully support you. And I like to always share with people that for women, it's really hard for us to ask for help. It's hard for us to ask for support, but the best way we can do that is to start by supporting ourselves. And so you need to do it for you. You need to show yourself that you're worthy of your own support, that you're worthy of creating time to create space to prepare for your bleed. You're worthy of taking time to honor your bleed, whether that's shifting your work hours, maybe that's reducing your commitments at your menstrual time, maybe that's saying no to some of the social events so that you can truly honor your bleed. And these are all very big spiritual aspects of your menstrual cycle. Now, A couple of little things I want to share before we wrap up is that when it comes to honoring your cycle and honoring your menstruation and bringing in some of these spiritual practices, if you do this from an early age, you have a huge advantage over people like, say, myself at 37 right now, um, getting ready to, to start learning this. So regardless of what age you're at right now, bringing in and honoring your menstruation at every single cycle 
is one of the most profound ways to prepare for pregnancy, for birthing babies, for birthing projects, for entering perimenopause, menopause, and beyond. So one of the best ways we can actually prepare for all of the rites of passage and the cycle phase transitions that we are yet to arrive at starts with honoring your menstruation every single cycle. Now that's going to look different every cycle because maybe one cycle you are traveling, the next cycle you're staying at your in-laws or friend's house, and the third cycle you're working at a big project on that on that particular menstrual time. It's going to look different every cycle. And this is why we have a, an amazing toolkit that we can turn to and we can utilize to support us through each of these different transitions of the cycle, but also each of these different menstrual transitions. So the more we can do this, the more we place and you could say plant the seeds that are ready to be fully harvested when we arrive at that particular transition So whether that is the transition of pregnancy and conception, whether that's the transition of birth and bringing babies into the world, whether that's the transition of moving from being a menstrual woman into the early, early menopause, that early stage of menopause before we get to actual menopause, we're talking five years before menopause occurs, then perimenopause, those five years leading into menopause, and then menopause occurring a full 12 months after our last menstruation, is that we start to harvest and reap the rewards of the seeds we have been sowing for the many cycles we have been preparing, honoring, and lusciously accepting in the lead up to these beautiful transitions. And the way we can change the future for menstruators, I'm going on a rant, the way we can change the future for menstruators is by beginning to change our experience of menstruation ourselves. And it starts with you. It doesn't start with buying the the best menstrual pad or the best menstrual underwear. It starts with you. This work can be free. It doesn't have to cost you anything and it can be transformative. So I hope you've learned something really powerful and new about how you can welcome in some spiritual aspects to your menstrual cycle and your menstruation to celebrate menstruation energetically and spiritually. I've been practicing this for a number of years now, and I can confidently say that it supports you in each of your cycle phase transitions. So I would love to hear from you. Come and share a message with me over on Instagram and let me know what you have learned from this episode and what you are going to bring into your own space to welcome your own next menstruation. And I challenge you, if you do a blood mask or even a blood drishti point on your third eye, post this on Instagram and share that you are now honoring and celebrating your menstruation and tag me in. And I would love, absolutely love to see it. So from my heart to yours, I'm sending you lots and lots of love. From my womb to yours, I'm sending you lots of connection, spiritual aspects and deep journeying as you discover deeper aspects of your womb and the portal that the womb is. And I will see you in next week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning into every episode of the Well Woman Podcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. If this episode excited you, please hit follow on Spotify, which means all of my episodes will pop up in your feed weekly so you never miss a weekly drop. 
I'd love you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts too. Love this episode? Come and follow me over on Instagram at Wellsome underscore Gemily. Say hi and share what you've taken away from this episode with me. Now, is there a bestie, sister, or a friend who you know who might be fed up, frustrated, and confused with their cycles? Are they ready to join you in awakening their cyclical essence too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your socials, email it, text it, or any way you need to get it to them. So together, we can all live in flow, harmony, and balance with our cycles. Now, until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body, and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle.